Welcome to the Nonprofit Answers Podcast, where you find answers to your marketing and fundraising questions. You will learn how to raise more money to help more people. And now your host, Jeremy Rice. As a fundraiser, we know one of the most important things that we can do is to acquire new donors. But the problem is, is that often when we acquire these new donors, uh, we lose many of them, uh, what we call out the back door. We lose many of them uh, through attrition uh, because they give once and then they don't give again. And the ultimate goal, of course, uh, when you acquire new donors is to get donors that will give more than once. And so what do we do to help increase the retention of newly acquired donors? One very powerful way to do that is through a welcome series. A welcome series uh, not only um, helps donors to um, understand and know about the organization. It also really uh, helps them understand the impact that their donation is making. And when donors feel uh, thanked and when they feel like their donation is making an impact, it increases the likelihood that they are willing to give again. And so we're going to talk through an email welcome series. I'm going to give you um, kind of the outline of an email welcome series that you can create at your nonprofit. Uh, this uh, email welcome series uh, that we're talking about today will go to new donors, new single gift donors, uh, and um, will help them feel thanked. It'll help them feel um, informed about what the organization does. Often uh, first-time donors don't really have a, a scope or understanding of, of what your organization is doing. Uh, it will help them feel engaged and give them something to do as a part of uh, the um, process of, of being welcomed in the organization and ultimately it'll help you acquire a second gift uh, and what you'll learn if you study and, and look at trends within your own donor file is there's been many studies done on this that if you don't get a second gift within the first 90 days of a new donor coming on file then the chances of you uh, that donor becoming a multi-gift donor uh, really go down quite a bit and so you want to uh, get that donor to give a second gift within those first 90 days and then the chance of them staying goes up Which is a good thing So as I mentioned, we're going to go through and this is a four-part welcome series uh, There's no magic um, to four parts. Uh, I would recommend no fewer than a three-part welcome series uh, No more than five or six uh, Before you move them into your normal email cycle uh, Depending on you know, what information you want to communicate. I'm giving you a four-part as an example uh, but again, you know, if you need to do it in five, uh, you can totally do that. Um, so the first email is what I call the gratitude email. Uh, so this email is going to be um, the first one they receive in this welcome series, um, often right around the time that they receive a receipt from your organization for the donation. Uh, I do recommend having these as separate emails, the receipt and the first welcome um, email. Uh, the receipt feels very transactional. Uh, you should uh, put some content in there thanking the donor, but uh, the, the heart of the gratitude, I think, is, uh, can be separated from that transactional nature of, of what the receipt is. So I call this the gratitude email. So the goal of this email is you want to show gratitude to the new donor. You want to love on your donor. Uh, you want to tell the donor that you care about them, that you uh, not only care about their gift, you care about them. Uh, you want to tell the donor that they're making a big impact in someone's life. So this uh, particular email uh, is built around uh, this, this kind of feeling of gratitude that you want to instill in the donor. You want the donor to feel thanked. There's a number of surveys where they've looked at 
uh, using thank yous and using gratitude and the impact that it has on donors. And you know, many donors and surveys, uh, and this bears out in the data as well, they want to be thanked. And when they're not thanked, they quit. Uh, I've done a number of just you know personal tests where I've gone out and given gifts to organizations of all sizes. And amazingly, I find that there's many organizations out there who don't thank donors at all. They never received a thank you after my gift, big or small. Uh, typically, the smaller ones do a little bit better job than the bigger ones do, which is uh, a sad reflection on the uh, when the size of the organization and how it has an impact on gratitude. So this is an area where if you just show a little gratitude, it goes a long way. So I'll give you an example. Uh, Medical Teams International does this really well. I uh, gave a gift to them. It was a small gift, single uh, one-time gift. I received uh, a thank you email initially from them. I received a thank you card in the mail and I, uh, from a volunteer. Uh, and I received a thank you phone call uh, from one of their staff members thanking me for the gift. Uh, all of this for a, a single gift. Uh, I felt a ton of gratitude uh, from Medical Teams International uh, and that their um, process of, of welcoming a new donor was really well done. Uh, the second email in the series is the impact email. So the goal of this email is to tell the donor a story of impact. You want to show the donor that the gift that she, he, she or he just made is making a big difference in the life of someone. If you know results of what the gift uh, that they gave where it impacted and how it did. This is this is the email to tell that story. So if it was a disaster situation, you may want to spin up a custom welcome series and in that impact email, tell the donor what their donation did. You want to make the donor feel valued in this email. They, donors, want to know that their gift is changing a life. In this email, video works great. So if you've got a video that tells a story of impact, uh, you can use it in this email and the donor is going to feel really valued because of that. The third email in the series is the engagement email. So the goal of this email is that you want the donor to take a small action or at least have the opportunity to take a small action. I call this a micro action. What we've found is that when you get donors to do some small things and then later you ask them to do something bigger, they're more likely to do it. It's just psychology. Once a donor is feels invested, into the organization, into the cause, and into what you're trying to accomplish, then performing a larger uh, task, like giving a second donation, as an example, uh, becomes easier because they've taken this micro action. So what are some of the micro actions that you could ask the donor to do? You could ask them to share something in social media. Uh, you could ask them to make, it, make an introduction for your organization to someone that they know that might be interested. Uh, you can send them uh, an opportunity or give them an opportunity to write an encouraging note to a beneficiary or to a community that you serve in. Or uh, you can give them an action of downloading a free ebook. Uh, even that, that action of, of something of value to them, them taking that action to download it uh, will uh, contribute to them wanting to make a bigger action in the future for your organization. And then email number four, the ask email. So the goal of this email is to get that second donation from the donor. So if your uh, new donor is a single gift donor, um, then you wanna use this email uh, to ask for the second gift. If it's not a single gift donor, if it's like a monthly donor, uh, I would not ask for a gift because they're gonna, um, within you know the next month, they're gonna get hit uh, by their credit card or their bank draft uh, for that second gift. So you don't need to ask them in that email. 
Um, but instead, what you can do here is uh, you can um, just show uh, another story of impact, another story uh, that um, shows how their donation is being used. But for single gift donors, uh, what many uh, studies have shown is that that uh, second gift really needs to come in those first 90 days. And if it doesn't, then the chance of you converting them in the future uh, goes way down. I saw a study online, I think it was a survey of donors, and, and the donors said, don't ask me for nine months. Uh, what uh, is unfortunate is that that's really bad advice. Uh, donors say often in surveys things that they don't actually do in reality, in action. Uh, and so what we have found is that many donors um, will you know, give that second gift in the, within those first 90 days and become multi-gift, uh, single-gift donors. Uh, the, um, I think the mentality of why a donor gives uh, contributes to why people are, are hesitant or unwilling to make an ask that quickly. Uh, and the mentality that the fundraiser might have is that uh, you're being a burden, uh, that you all that you might think you're all about the money, um, but the mentality that the donor has is completely different because the reason that they're giving is that they want that feeling of joy that they're helping someone else. And if you present the appeal in the right way, and if you present the appeal of a story of someone, a beneficiary that needs help, uh, an example of, of what your um, organization is doing through the donor and really include the donor as a part of that story, then the chance of you getting that second gift will go up. Uh, and the feeling of joy that the donor receives, they're going to have that feeling again. And when they have that feeling of joy that they're helping someone else, then the chance of them wanting to do it again in the future to get that feeling of joy goes up. And that, that's where you uh, get donors where they get to your organization multiple times. So after these four emails, then you can move the donor into your normal email cadence of appeals, of newsletters, of uh, impact emails. Uh, you can move them into that after you send them these four emails. I would not immediately move them into receiving appeals or receiving newsletters or anything like that uh, in, in uh, email. Uh, reason is that uh, when you um, move someone immediately, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to really change the flow of those four emails because you don't know um, where people are at in the four emails versus what emails they're receiving out of that. So they might get emails on the same day, they might get an appeal when you're really trying to uh, make an impact on them or uh, have an engagement with them. Uh, and you don't want that. Um, when you have uh, messages like that uh, piling up on top of one another, uh, then it confuses the message and the point of the funnel, which is to move people down uh, through those four emails to a point which they will give that second gift when they do then they're more likely to become a long-term donor uh, with you. So keep people out of other emails during this time. Uh, and then when they're done with that four email cycle, then you can move them down the path in, into the other emails that you do. What kind of separation or time uh, between these emails? A lot of organizations, what I see is a week to two weeks between the emails. Um, there's, I've seen some organizations do it all in one week. I wouldn't do that. Uh, you know, I want a little bit of time um, so that people don't think that they're going to get an email every day. Uh, I know that when uh, my wife or I give to an organization and we start getting inundated with emails right away, uh, that the often the uh, reflexes to uh, just unsubscribe because you're afraid you're going to get daily emails from the organization forever, which is not uh, what we want. We don't want people to unsubscribe. So I would separate by a week or two um, so that over the course of the first um, six to eight weeks that people are getting all four of these emails. Uh, I don't think that a 
a week is too short of a time in between emails. If you think about the volume of emails that people receive uh, and the um, frequency of emails from certain organizations that people receive, I believe a week is enough in between emails that people won't feel inundated um, by uh, those emails and that you'll be fine to do that. So I typically set them seven to 10 days apart, give, give uh, you know, some, so it's not uh, exactly seven days, uh, give some frequency in there uh, between the emails. But then that way, within the first six weeks or so, you will have gone through the whole uh, number of emails and, and many of those people um, you know, in that second month or third month uh, may give. Um, so I appreciate your time today. I hope this is helpful. I, I know that uh, many organizations are doing this right and it's uh, contributing to their success. And I know uh, having donated to organizations that many organizations aren't doing this at all. They're not putting people through a welcome series. Uh, I do believe that uh, when you do so, uh, that it results in happier donors, more fulfilled donors who want to give to your organization over a long period of time. Take care. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Nonprofit Answers Podcast. Please take a moment to rate and review this podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcasting service. Your rating and review will help other nonprofit professionals find this podcast to get their nonprofit questions answered. Thanks again.